what's up guys welcome back to another episode of the fantasy fellow show i'm your host the fellow kgb you can follow me on twitter at the fellow kgb and it is wednesday evening six o'clock p.m central time we're gonna be going over my start sits for the thursday night football game the chargers head to the new las vegas raiders stadium so we got a lot of fun looking into that one and then after i cover that for about the first 15 or 20 minutes or so I'll open it up for questions and we'll get into whatever else you guys need in the chat room. But for now, we're just on a screen share here on the fantasyfellowship.com. And uh, we're going to hop into this, uh, the weekly 15 start sit charts. If you guys need it, it's in the description below on the YouTube link. Uh, everything is filled out. We got the Chargers and the Raiders here at the top. And uh, before we get into it, I did want to kind of pull up uh, the, the practice reports. The Raiders did rule out Henry Ruggs yesterday. He's on the COVID-19 list. So let's just click on to our practice reports here. The Raiders defense ruled out four starters uh, earlier today. That's Jonathan Abram, safety, Damon Arnett, their cornerback, Clellan Farrell, one of their best pass rushers, and then Nicholas Morrow, one of their, I think he was, a, I'm not sure if he was a starting linebacker, but one of their quality linebackers there. So four starters are missing for the Las Vegas Raiders on that side. That should really entice you to get Justin Herbert and some of your Chargers pieces in the lineup. But then once we look at that in a second here, will be a little bit curious. But the Raiders, you see Josh Jacobs limited. He's a little bit banged up, but I think he's going to play through uh, what, he, what he's what he got going on there. And then nobody else really stood out. Nelson Aguilar, full practices. Brian Edwards, full practices. So I think the, the offense is looking pretty good here. But the Raiders' defense, it already was uh, in shambles the last couple weeks here. Really the last month, they've been kind of in a funk. So that's going to be a defense that we're going to want to target not only this weekend, but next weekend as well. And then on the Chargers side of things, they already did rule out starting, I think, right tackle Brian Balaga. And then a backup linebacker here, we do see Denzel Perriman is listed as doubtful. Nasir Adderley, their safety, also listed as doubtful. And then there was a really big one here. I'm looking for Derwin James because they did, uh, I believe Derwin James went onto the COVID list. So their best, one of their best players on defense is going to be out. So I guess looking elsewhere on the fantasy offensive pieces, Keenan Allen, questionable with a hamstring injury he was limited today Austin Eckler also limited today it sounds like he had a bruise on his quad he took a big hit on Sunday but I think he's trending towards being fine Keenan Allen should be fine as well there so it's a little nervous seeing the questionable mark but I think these guys are just uh it's a short week they're probably just taking their their rest this week and then you got um Mike Williams down here questionable with a back injury he was limited and limited he did do two snaps the other day uh, on Sunday against the Falcons but then they had to remove him so I'm not sure what the whole situation is there he's going to be kind of hard to trust if he does say I'm going to play so I'm trending towards not using Mike Williams this week Hunter Henry was on the report yesterday but he was a full go today so a lot of moving pieces here it's December football everyone's banged up at this point so you're going to see lengthier practice reports for the most part here so that's pretty much all I got there. I did want to kind of shout out one uh, one cool website that I've been using lately. It's called Pro Football Doc. It's a free website, and they actually do a really cool job here. They show you the, I guess, the, the basically the starting depth chart here, and they're going to just kind of note who's all out and what they're looking at here. So it's a pretty uh, useful little tool. And then they do have, you know, blurbs and a lot of injury updates on players. So we can probably look into this a little bit more later tonight if you guys are interested in that. What's going on, Sport Doc? Thanks for hanging out tonight. Uh, you were able to pick up Cleveland defense and Jared Cook along with Rashad Penny. Um, yeah, I think I think definitely Jared Cook is going to be a guy we're interested in. I don't think Rashad Penny is going to be uh, a guy that we we trust just yet. It's going to be his first game back. Uh, and I mean, last year he tore his knee up really bad. The fact that it took him a full year to recover, a lot of those ACLs, you can be back in eight or nine months. 
Uh, but it took them a full year to get back. So they're like, we're not going to see a huge snap share for Rashad Penny. Uh, if he does go out there and he, and he plays five, 10 snaps and he looks really good and, you know, he makes a play or two, I think maybe next week we might be interested. So we're going to, we're just going to hold on to Penny for the week and see how he performs. And then Jared Cook has been one of the ones that I've been getting a lot of questions on so far this week and going up against Kansas city. Uh, I think I'm trying to think, I think that's going to be a game that I cover on Friday night because it's a 325 game. Um, so tomorrow night show we'll cover, we'll cover all of the, the, the two Saturday games that we got here, Bills Broncos, we'll cover Panthers Packers. And then I'm going to probably just cover all of the noon games on uh, tomorrow night. And then Friday night, we'll get into all of the three o'clock games. So starting with the Jets and the Rams, uh, Eagles Cardinals, and then you got the America's game of the week, Chief Saints. So we'll probably talk a little bit more about that Friday if you want to wait uh, on Jared Cook there. But it's looking really good for Jared Cook uh, to, to kind of just cut to the chase there. Uh, but thanks for hanging out, man. Uh, we got the the Chargers and the Raiders tonight. So uh, we just covered the practice reports. I did want to kind of just pull up and look at the fantasy points allowed to position here. There's a couple green matchups to take advantage of. Uh, but overall, these defenses aren't great. The Chargers have been better against the receivers here. That's the only red matchup on the slate here. But the Chargers and the Raiders both allow about 19 points per game to the quarterback. Uh, the running back situation, the Chargers do allow almost 24. The Raiders are a target here at 29. So you like Austin Eckler. Assuming he's good to go in this one, the Raiders, man, we just noted that they're out four players on defense. This entire Raiders defense is going to be pretty much uh, a struggle, a struggle tomorrow night. So, uh, and then the Chargers here, 17th against the tight end, 12.2 Raiders, 11.4, nothing really eye popping there. And before we get into actually talking about tomorrow night's game, uh, I did want to pull up. I think this was back in week nine, the Raiders and the Chargers played. This one was in Los Angeles at the at SoFi Stadium, and we had a pretty high-scoring game here, 31-26. to 26, The Raiders were able to pull off the win. Derek Carr goes 13 of 23, 165 yards and two touchdowns. No turnovers in that one for Derek Carr. It looks like he did lose a fumble, but no interceptions was the key part, and only stacked once. Um, so it was a really efficient day, I guess. For the Raiders offense, you see they ran the ball 26 times, 160 yards, and two touchdowns here. One with Devontae Booker, too. Booker actually, actually had eight carries for 68 and a touchdown. Josh Jacobs, 14 for 65 and a touchdown. So assuming Josh Jacobs is good to go, it could be a really nice day and a really nice start to your to your final four weekend if you have Josh Jacobs. So I like the, uh, the options there at the running game. And then as far as receivers, you see Hunter Renfro, two for 60. Nelson Aguilar, who's been really hot lately, two for 55 and a touchdown. And then Darren Waller, five for 22 and gets a touchdown. So a pretty low output day, but he did get the touchdown to boost us there. So hopefully we can see Darren Waller get a little bit more yards per catch in this one. And then on the, the Chargers side here, Justin Herbert goes 28 of 42, 326 yards and two touchdowns. Really good job here from Justin Herbert. Uh, only sacked twice here. I don't think he fumbled either. It looks like KJ Hill did. Uh, but then on the on the ground here, this game was without Austin Eckler. We see Kalen Balaj, 15 carries, 69 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Josh Kelly uh, was the primary back there. So the backfield's going to look a lot different now that Eckler and Justin Jackson are both back. I don't think uh, we're going to trust anybody outside of Austin Eckler in there. Uh, what's going on, Eduardo? Thanks for hanging out tonight. Uh, we got the receiving group here. Keenan Allen was a monster in this one, 9 for, 109, nine for 103 and a touchdown. Assuming he's good to go for tomorrow, we are watching his hamstring injury. He also had a back injury that kind of came up uh, on Sunday there too. So he's a little bit dinged up, but I still think I like Keenan Allen to get in our lineups. Mike Williams, this is the interesting one because I started him in a league last week and he only gets the first two snaps of the game. Then he gets pulled. 
uh, but I was able to survive with a zero. So Mike Williams, five for 81. Whew, that's a pretty good opportunity here. And we did note that the Raiders are without four key starters on defense here. So Mike Williams is on the fence. If you guys do have any questions on should I start Mike Williams or someone else or a couple other players, we can get to that. But uh, I don't really feel great about it, but I think there could be an opportunity for a pretty good Mike Williams game. Uh, Hunter Henry, four for 33. That's a floor game, 7.3 points. He'll take that. But that's really all we care about for the receivers. If, if Mike Williams is out, maybe Tyron Johnson, maybe Jalen Guyton come into play with those guys at this point in the season are, are pretty big risks. So um, I think that pretty much covers that. Uh, Eduardo, my day is going really good. Uh, Wednesday afternoon, man, it's week 15 fantasy playoffs. I got, I pretty much have three, I have three leagues that I care about for fantasy football and I'm in the final four of two of them. So uh, it's been a pretty fun and exciting week. I get to actually play my dad in one of the leagues. So that's kind of fun there too. But uh, overall, pretty good day. Nothing really too crazy going on this week. So thank you for asking. Uh, and I guess I'll ask you how your day is going as well. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Um, so on the Chargers side here, I'm starting Justin Herbert as a quarterback one. It hasn't been the greatest uh, the last maybe two weeks. We've seen a little bit of dip in Justin Herbert's output. But again, going up against a pretty much depleted uh, Raiders secondary and just a team that's been, you know, on the brink lately. So I'm, I'm super excited to get Justin Herbert in my lineup. He's still a quarter, like a top 10 quarterback on the season, even though the last maybe three weeks, he's been less than stellar here. Only three touchdowns the last three games. He's thrown four picks. But uh, again, he kind of did perk up against Atlanta, 36 to 44, 243 yards, and he gets the two touchdowns. And again, we highlighted that he did throw for over 300 yards. And two touchdowns against the, the Raiders back in week nine. So I'm optimistic here about our guy, Justin Herbert. And then I did want to pull up real quick and just show you guys what the Chargers have been allowing for, for quarterbacks lately. So the last couple games here, Phillip Rivers gets a 17.8, Sam Darnold 18.0, Matt Ryan 13.9, Mahomes 21.5. Not sure what happened back in week 10 for Drew Locke here. 7.0, Baker Mayfield, 7.8. Uh, so the Chargers have been allowing a lot of, uh, of quarterback points. If you just kind of look here, Rivers had two touchdowns, Darnold, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. Matt Ryan, two touchdowns. Mahomes, two touchdowns. Drew Locke just had the one, but he also had the four picks there. So uh, a really good streak of touchdowns against the Raiders defense. So you like that. Uh, let's continue looking here. Again, we, we talked about Austin Eckler. He has a little bit of a, uh, of a quad thigh bruise thing going on right now, but I think he's going to be fine to play. There was a clip of him talking last night on one of his live streams that he's going to be fine. He shouldn't be limited, uh, if any, at all. So Austin Eckler, RB1 in a PPR league. Keenan Allen, wide receiver one, assuming he's good to go. Uh, if you guys do have questions on Keenan, like if, if Keenan Allen's out, we'll probably we'll probably touch on that tomorrow night because we'll be going live at six o'clock. So we'll know if he's in or out by the time we're doing our live show tomorrow. So we'll be able to uh, to react to that news live. Hunter Henry, I think if you've been starting Hunter Hunter Henry every game this year so far, you're going to continue to do so again. Raiders are missing four starters on the defensive side of the ball, and then they just haven't been playing very good football in general. So Mike Williams, though, will be the big question. I think he's a, a fringe top 36, top 40 wide receiver. If you're, if you're a little bit weaker at receiver, I could see Mike Williams being a guy that I'm going to trust here. Like we said, the Raiders defense is not going to be uh, having a good time tomorrow night, I think. Uh, and then I have a maybe here for the Chargers defense. 
I really don't know if I'm going to trust that. That seems a little a uh, little bit of a stretch here. They're also missing Derwin James. Um, so it, this could be a, a, hopefully a high-scoring, entertaining game, similar to what we just saw in Monday Night Football there. So Tyron Johnson, Jalen Guyton, Kalen Balazs, Justin Jackson, just guys to kind of monitor. If any of the injuries to Eckler, Allen, or Mike Williams become serious over tomorrow night's game, we'll be looking at these guys, I think, on the waiver wire next week. So on the Raiders side of things, though, you got Derek Carr, quarterback two. Um, Carr's been playing okay. I think in a, you're not going to trust him in a quarterback one league for a super flex league. Totally fine. I have no problem with whipping out Derek Carr there. It's a pretty good matchup without Derwin James. We did see Carr throw two touchdowns last time. And then you got Josh Jacobs here. We did pull up. I mean, the Raiders ran for 160 yards and two touchdowns back in week nine here. And Vontae Booker had himself a pretty good game. So if you're telling me Josh Jacobs is going to be able to get, you know, another 15 to 20 touches in this one, he's probably got a good chance at finding the end zone and maybe, you know, 80 plus yards in this one. So I think Josh Jacobs is in for a pretty good opportunity night here. Darren Waller, you're starting Darren Waller no matter what. Tight end two on the season. He got us here. We're going to continue to roll with him. He did score back in week nine as well. And then Nelson Aguilar. This was probably my hot waiver wire ad of the week. Just looking quickly at what Nelson Aguilar has been up to. Uh, we did note that he caught a touchdown back in week nine against this team. And Derwin James, probably, I mean, outside of Buda Baker, he's probably one of the best safeties in the league. Uh, so that's a huge piece. And Nelson Aguilar does have the ability to kind of take a top off a of defense. And then just looking at what Aguilar has been doing, we see last week against the Colts, which is a pretty tough defense. He gets nine targets, five catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. The week before against the Jets, it was kind of a low point, 11 total targets, four catches, 38 yards. Not the greatest here, but then uh, another 54 yards and 88 yards and a touchdown against the Chiefs. And then again, there's that two for 55 and a touchdown. Now, the reason I even like Aguilar more this week is because they put Hunt, or Henry Ruggs on the on the COVID-19 list. So we know Ruggs is not going to play. It's going to be a receiver group of Aguilar and probably Renfro in the slot. And then you're probably going to see Zay Jones and rookie Brian Edwards worked in on the opposite side where Ruggs would be operating. So Aguilar, probably the favorite. If not, I would assume Aguilar or Waller are going to be the two leading targets tomorrow night. Really good opportunity there for Aguilar to get another touchdown and, and maybe get four, five, six catches and maybe bust a big play there. Again, can't trust this defense at all. Renfro, Richard, Booker, all these guys are probably too hard to trust there. So I think that's going to do it for the Chargers and the Raiders uh, start sit you know, preview here. If you guys do have more questions on that game, we can cover it. Otherwise, I'm going to open it up for basically, I mean, Wednesday nights are typically whatever you guys want. After I cover the Thursday night game, we can kind of just go over all your questions in the chat room and just kind of go wherever go wherever our thoughts go. So Sport Dog is asking, I really want to use J.K. Dobbins, but his shared backfield with Gus Edwards keeps me from using him based on the snaps. Um, so I'm, I'm optimistic about J.K. Dobbins, especially because he plays the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, we just saw Derrick Henry run rampant over this defense last week. We're expecting the Ravens to have a pretty heavy run style offense this week again as well. Let's see here. The Ravens just ended up putting, I think it was three receivers on the COVID-19 list. Let me just pull this up here just to be exact. Uh, but I did see Marquise Brown, James, uh, rookie James Proch, and then there was another receiver there. I can't remember who it is, but uh, I'm assuming, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, but again, the Ravens just put three wide receivers. So there's Marquise Brown. Miles um, Boykin was the other one. So Miles Boykin, second-year receiver, and James Proche. I don't know if it's Proche. 
Uh, but three starting receivers there for the Ravens here. So I think you're really going to like Mark Andrews for sure in the passing game. And then I would imagine, especially against the Jacksonville Jaguars, you might see uh, a lot of attempts for J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards to, together. So they're both. I think when I go do my start sit charts, I think Dobbins and I'm probably going to put Dobbins as a running back, too, because I just I think he's a good talent. And, and Gus Edwards is kind of the guy that. He, his two touchdown runs against Cleveland were from pretty far out distances. So there's an opportunity where um, maybe they get in a little bit closer and then JK has to come back in. So there's really good opportunity for Dobbins and Edwards to both score in this one. Uh, and again, all those receivers are out. I mean, they should jump on the Jaguars pretty quickly here. So sport dog, I think we would have to see your, your other running backs that you're comparing Dobbins against. I do think Dobbins is flex worthy, really, really plus matchup. And it's at home for the Ravens as well there too. So I, I'm, I'm Dobbins is, should be in our, in our good list here. Eduardo's asking, would you start Robert Tunyon or Evan Ingram at tight end? I think, I, I think you got to keep rolling with Robert Tunyon. Evan Ingram and the Giants offense has not done anything for us lately. Uh, let me just pull up what uh, Evan Ingram's doing. And then I did see a, a blurb here about Daniel Jones, and he's trending towards being doubtful this weekend. So, uh, I mean, they were on a nice little hot streak for a little while, the Giants offense were with Wayne Gallman. But I just – I don't feel comfortable starting Evan Ingram with Chase uh, – no, with Colt McCoy here. You see 18 yards, 32 yards. The one, the 129 here, well, that was that was kind of like the blue unicorn of his season so far, and then 15 yards. So three out of the last four games have basically been duds. I just I don't think we can trust it. Whereas Robert Tunyon, he's scored touchdowns in like the last four, maybe five games. He's attached to Aaron Rodgers. I think week 15, I'm gonna stick with uh, who I trust the most, and I'm gonna trust that Packers offense Saturday night. Uh, what's going on, Evan? Thanks for hanging out. With the low production of Aaron Jones, did I start Josh Jacobs? Whew, man, that's tough. Uh, Evan, I'd be curious to see who your other who your other running backs would be. Let me just read this other comment here. Um, yeah, I, I could see that. And then there's another thing, too, is last year that Packers offense, when they got into the red zone, you know, teams were kind of sinking back, expecting Rodgers to throw the ball, and the Packers just ran it. They just kept running the football. So now this year, teams – basically watched all that film from the 2019 season and they kind of have just, you know, they've crept up. And I think Rogers and, and LaFleur have seen that and they've started to kind of wing the ball closer when they get to the red zone. But for me, there's always that potential where Aaron Jones gets his one or two touchdown games. This one's going to be uh, against the Carolina Panthers and the Panthers right now are kind of just limping over to Lambeau field. We don't expect Christian McCaffrey to play. DJ Moore should be coming back. And for some reason, I think the writing's on the wall for Teddy Bridgewater. So I think things might be coming, like things might unravel for Carolina up in green Bay. They're actually like green Bay's defense as a potential start this week. So uh, just based on great game script alone, we could probably see Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams both heavily involved here. I think the game that I'm thinking of would be kind of like that Chicago Bears game that we saw not too long ago um, with Aaron Jones uh, racking up a good amount of yards, but he didn't crack the end zone. Jamal Williams did. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the Packers do get one or two rushing touchdowns in this one, just whether it's Aaron Jones. I guess that's kind of the question, right? Um, so he hasn't scored. He didn't score last week. He did pop off that nice play against Philadelphia. And then against Chicago here, this is what I was talking about. So 17 for 90 and then only one catch. So I think you're looking at a pretty good volume day for Aaron Jones in this one, a game they're expected to kind of, you know, run the ball and play pretty good football. You're also seeing 17, 15, 15 carries here 
for Aaron Jones. So I think I, I, I do like Aaron Jones. And then there's also the fact that here, let me just pull this up here. So based on fantasy points per game here allowed to the running backs, you're going to see Carolina here gives up the eighth most total PPR points. They've only allowed, you know, 10 rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns here. But where you can get the Panthers is in the passing game. You see they rank fourth in allowing the most receptions. Uh, not a lot of yards here, but teams can get the, the running back the ball in the flat. So that's why I, I do like Aaron Jones with Josh Jacobs. I mean, there's a really strong probability that he finds the end zone tomorrow night. So I guess, Evan, for, for this question... Um, I mean, I love both running backs. I think both of those guys are probably top 10, top 12 running backs this week. So I would be curious who your other running backs are that you're weighing. If you have, if you have um, like a Derrick Henry or even like an Austin Eckler, I'd be curious to see who your running backs are. But for me, I think, again, I think I'm going to lean into that Packers offense. And uh, sometimes, you know, Derek Carr and that the Raiders offense just kind of goes neutral. Sometimes it goes backwards, whereas right now everything's going forward for Green Bay. And the opportunity for Green Bay to score four or five touchdowns in offense on Saturday night seems pretty likely. Whereas with the Raiders, there might be only two, maybe three, probably no more than four there. So I think the opportunity for Jones intrigues me the most. Um, yeah, we did a bat. Well, we did a basketball stream. Um, yes, last night there too. But I think because uh, it's the opening night for, for basketball, I think we're going to take Tuesday off and then we'll either do a live show on Wednesday or Thursday, Christmas Eve, uh, depending. I think we're, I think we're going to trend in doing a basketball show on Thursday, Christmas Eve, because we'll have uh, no games on Thursday. We'll have all Tuesday and all Wednesday games to kind of react to. So I think we're going to do something on Christmas Eve if you guys got nothing going on and want to hear some basketball talk. What's going on, Harris? Thanks for hanging out. Um, we got uh, Evan's thought there. Um, yeah, Packer Panther game Saturday night. It's going to be a pretty good time. Uh, Eduardo's asking starting Mark Davis over Tyler Lockett. Man, if we know that Christian McCaffrey's out, uh, I have no problem with it. Um, the man looked pretty good last week against the Broncos. He did a rush for two touchdowns and, uh, kind of like we were just looking at here. Let me pull this up. The Packers do allow quite a bit of fantasy points to the running back position. They do allow the fifth most in a PPR setting, so almost 28.9. And then when you think about Mike Davis and that Panthers backfield, I mean, he's probably going to get upwards of 80% of the touches back there. So like 80% of 28, what's that going to be? Uh, you know, 20, almost 20 points for the most part. So I do like Mike Davis to probably find an end zone. The Packers have allowed 13 rushing touchdowns and five receiving touchdowns. So that just suits Mike Davis to a T. They're going to, they're going to, you know, make sure he gets his touches near the red zone. Whereas with Tyler Lockett right now, man, it's, he's had some of the best games of the, of the, of the whole season for any wide receiver. But lately, he just has not been uh, very consistent for us. He has a pretty safe floor. But I think at the moment right now, I like Mike Davis's potential. And again, it's going to be a tough matchup going up against Washington. Um, so your question is half PPR, by the way, too. That's going to make me even favor the running back even more. In the half PPR league, uh, I do think Mike Davis probably going to get upwards of three or four catches at least, whereas Tyler Lockett, you know, who knows how many. Yeah, sure, he could get, you know, the eight to nine catches. But he does have a tough matchup against Washington. And we see Washington here. They're going to rank fourth amongst receivers 
in terms of allowing uh, that, that's full PPR points there, the 32.5. So it's probably still going to be a top five number there. Whereas the Packers pretty green matchup. And then we would also expect the Packers to, to be playing with the lead, which means a couple, uh, a lot of dump offs and a lot of Mike Davis in the passing game. So I do like Mike Davis over Tyler Lockett. Wow. That sounds weird to say, but uh, here we are. Uh, so sport dog is giving us his tentative lineup here of Justin Herbert Wide receivers, T.Y. Hilton and Keenan Allen. Running backs, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, T.J. Hawkinson, and Robert Woods. Um, and then we got McLaurin, Kiki Cutie, Mike Williams, Lazard, Dobbins, Williams, Penny, and um, Jared Cook here. So um, the other question is, would you start, should we flex Dobbins over Woods? So, man, that Bob Woods, that Bob Woods connection with Jared Goff going up against the New York Jets, I think you're. I think you've got the ideal lineup set here, falling into that juicy New York Jets matchup. I mean, there could be an opportunity where they just pounce on them really early, and they just don't have to throw the ball that much. Maybe it's a game where they want to get all the running backs involved. But I think you're. I think you're on the right, you know, mindset here. Um, so Robert Woods over J.K. Dobbins. Mm, they both feel pretty good, but I think. At the moment right now, Robert Woods, the way he's been playing, I mean, what is he at on the season? He's probably wide receiver like 13 or something like that. Um, he did kind of disappoint us the other night, but that was just because it was just a, a random game here where the, the Patriots had no fight back. So you see Robert Woods here. He ranks wide receiver 12 on the season. I think I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to stick with the guns here and go with Robert Woods. I do like J.K. Dobbins' uh, matchup, but again, you brought up some good points. Uh, with him and the the snap counts and the Gus Edwards, you know, vulture touchdown kind of situation. So I do think I'm going to roll with Robert Woods in that uh, in that scenario. So if you guys have more questions, keep filling it out. Uh, we're going on about 25 minutes here. I'll probably hang out another 20 minutes or so uh, if you guys got more questions. I did want to shout out since we have a few people in here. If you're interested in playing in a free fantasy basketball league, uh, we're going to be doing a, a draft on Monday night, and I'm inviting people on YouTube and my Twitter. Uh, I'm just trying to get some people who either watch my videos or follow me and interact with me on social media. But it's going to be a free league, and uh, I'm going to offer $25 to first place. So if you're interested, uh, let me know. I think I have six of 10 spots filled so far. You can either message me on Twitter at the fellow KGB, or you can email me thefellowkgb at gmail.com. So if, you don't, if you're interested, fantasy basketball, it starts next Tuesday night. So uh, we're going to be doing uh, some fantasy basketball content here once the NFL season trickles down. So, uh, But for now, I think what I'm going to do, as long as there's no questions here, I'm going to go back to Roto World, and we're just going to kind of read some of the news blurbs and just kind of get some things set. Again, tomorrow night, we're, we're going to cover a lot tomorrow night. We're going to go over all of my start-sit charts for the noon games, and then we'll look at those two Saturday games here. So Saturday football, I'm super excited. It, it feels so good. Um, there's only you know two weekends of the year that they do Saturday football, uh, but, man, it's it's a it's a good weekend when you got football on both days. So it looks like Alexander Madison sidelined here. We don't really care much about that. Mike Williams, this will be the guy we're watching tomorrow. Brandon Cooks was back today, limited with the neck injury. I think if you have Brandon Cooks, we're gonna I'm gonna probably lean towards getting him in there. Uh, the coach Romeo Cornell has said he expects Cooks to play. So if you do have questions on Brandon Cooks, we can get to those uh, if you need to tonight. Uh, this one was interesting. Lamar Miller. I don't know when the Bears let him go. 
Looks like he was on their practice squad and Washington picked him up. So this one uh, signals pretty much Antonio Gibson, not, not in a good spot here. I would assume they're going to probably shelve Antonio Gibson here and just make sure he's ready to go for the playoffs. It looks like Washington's got a pretty good hold. And if they can, if they can somehow beat Seattle this weekend, like that's, that's almost locked up there. The NFC East for the Washington football team. So Lamar Miller, that could add a wrinkle to, I mean, I don't think we should be starting Peyton Barber at all. I think the only guy you're interested in on, in this in the Washington backfield is going to be J.D. McKissick, and that's really only in half PPR or full PPR. So no running backs besides J.D. McKissick for me in Washington. Looks like David Johnson is going to be back here again. Romeo Cornell says he expects Johnson to be playing. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's not exactly a fun matchup there going up against the Colts. Let me just quick take a peek at what David – uh, did against these guys the other day this, because they did play each other two weeks ago. So there should be uh, some good data results here for us. But David Johnson, back in week 13, he goes 10 carries, 44 yards, and a touchdown, no catches. Uh, but for the most part, I think he got hurt in this Jacksonville game. I think that was the game he got concussed in. But he's been you know, flirting with double digits pretty much all season. So I, I guess if you need a low-end RB2, David Johnson can be uh, can be used for us. This one's kind of interesting. Chase Edmonds didn't practice on Wednesday. I didn't hear anything about Kenyon Drake either. So if, if Edmonds is missing practice and he is banged up with that ankle injury, that could be really good things for Kenyon Drake. So I think of all the players that I get questions on, Kenyon Drake in the last month or two has been the most popular. So I think a lot of people are invested in the Kenyon Drake, and I think it's going to be a good spot to get him in the lineup this weekend. It looks like Drew Brees has been designated to return. He's practicing, I think. But he's, he's not starting this weekend. I'd be shocked if we see Drew Brees play this week. And then there's a, I mean, there's a small chance that he comes back week 16. If anything, maybe they kind of limit his snaps and try to just get him eased back in. But it looks like Taysom Hill gets to start this weekend against the Chiefs. We've kind of already touched on Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler. I think tomorrow night when I go live at 6 p.m., we should have a, a pretty accurate report because typically an hour and a half before the games, that's when we get the, the info that we need if those guys are active or inactive. So we'll know more about those guys tomorrow night. Uh, this one was, was interesting. Michael Thomas didn't practice, uh, but they note that it's likely a maintenance day here. So Thomas should be fine to go. I think at this point, he's a pretty safe wide receiver too. Taysom Hill's going to pepper him with targets. So I'm not too worried about Michael Thomas right now. But this one, uh, last night, we covered this uh, quite extensively, but Jeff Wilson is probably the pickup of the week. Raheem Mostert had an MRI on his ankle on Monday, and he didn't practice today. So this is all the signs right now are pointing to Jeff Wilson being the lead back. Even if Mostert plays, there's a chance that he can get injured, uh, you know, re-aggravate his ankle injury. And this one's going up against Dallas here, which is a pretty sweet matchup for running backs. And we do know that Debo Samuel's probably not playing this week. And, man, they're, they're just going to be very run-heavy up against the Cowboys. This one's in Dallas as well. So it's going to be on the fast track. So I'm, I'm super excited about Jeff Wilson's opportunity. If Mostert plays, we'll get into that. Uh, we'll get into those discussions later. But they do note here that, if, that Mostert will need at least a limited practice by Friday to play. So something to keep an eye on the next two days there. Looks like Greg Olson's returning from injury reserve. Not excited about him for fantasy, but it's it's something that's good for the Seahawks and Russell Wilson as a whole. Uh, but yeah, not for fantasy. Again, Marquise Brown on the COVID list. He's clearly out for week 15. Again, Miles Boykin, James Proch. These guys are not playing, but they did activate Des Bryant. So maybe, uh, I don't know. I don't really trust the Ravens passing game outside of Mark Andrews at the moment. 
So I think it's just going to be the only Ravens that we're going to start Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, JK Dobbins and Gus Edwards, potentially. I think that's really it. And then just looking at uh, Ronald Jones, they put him on the COVID list and this was already, you know, in question because he broke his, his pinky finger. He had two, uh, two pins placed in there early on Tuesday. So this pretty much all, but, you know, sums it up. Ronald Jones is not going to be playing this weekend, which means Leonard Fournette is likely going to get the start. I even think I saw Bruce Arians say that, hey, Leonard Fournette is the next man up and will be the lead back. So if you needed running back help, I think Leonard Fournette could be the guy for you. But I do, I really think, I think Tom Brady in the passing game is where I'm going to be feeling a little bit more comfortable. Leonard Fournette, there's just too wide of a range of outcomes where I'm going to feel comfortable recommending him. I'd rather have Jeff Wilson, 100%. Um, Julio Jones, this one's really interesting because he's considered week to week, which is not good. Uh, he's got the hamstring injury. And uh, again, that's head coach Raheem Morris saying week to week, which makes me just really nervous. I'm assuming I'm, I'm probably saying Julio Jones is not going to play this week just based on uh, these comments here and what we've seen uh, from them on, on Julio, you know, throughout the whole season here, which you're going to love Calvin Ridley. Russell Gage becomes interesting as a as a wide receiver three in PPR league. So if you do have questions on Julio, perhaps Russell Gage could be uh, a guy for you. Last week, Russell Gage had seven targets. I can't remember. I think he had five for like 82 total. So it was a pretty good game. And he also threw a touchdown too. So, you know, crazy stuff happens uh, with Russell Gage there. It looks like Kevin Ridley was limited with a foot. He did kind of hurt it last week, but he was able to play through it. So nothing that I'm, I'm too concerned about here. They're just kind of managing his workload this week. And then uh, Julian Edelman's back from IR. You're, we're not trusting Julian Edelman. And pretty at this point, I, I don't think I'm going to advise any New England Patriots to start. Maybe Cam Newton in the Superflex League, but that's that's pretty much it. And then the big one here, George Kittle, designated to return. He's going to be practicing this week. I don't think it does say Kittle's been targeting Week 15 return. So if there's some miracle where he does play this week, I'm probably not playing him. I'm not going to start him. But man, week 16, the opportunity to get George Kittle back in our lineups for the fantasy championships, that makes me uh, pretty excited there. So something to keep an eye on with George Kittle. What's going on, Aiden? Thanks for hanging out. Anything on Austin Eckler? Uh, we did kind of just cover Eckler a little bit. Let me just pull up his, uh, his report here. Um, so the report was that he was limited today in practice. And along with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, it looked like Hunter Henry was a full go, but there was a video I watched where Austin Eckler was talking last night on a live stream of his, and he basically said, I'm not limited. So uh, I'm not concerned. There, there could be a potential where they do get Justin Jackson involved a little bit more. They like him quite a bit. And I do think that uh, Austin Eckler is going to be good to go on this one tomorrow. Um, so we're asking T.Y. Hilton or Corey Davis. I mean, I think at this point, T.Y. Hilton has, has proven to be almost a must start. You know, he's got what? five touchdowns in the last three games four for sure but ty hilton man with philip rivers he's there's a there's a trust factor there that's been growing between the two and uh, there's a play where philip rivers threw kind of a 50 50 ball and ty hilton was able to come down with it it's against the texans and we're gonna go here let me just pull up our favorite website here stat muse almost anytime i see a divisional matchup and i know a guy like ty hilton has played against the texans quite a bit we're going to look up his game log real quick, but he is a Houston Texan killer. Um, so eight catches, 110 yards and a touchdown the last time they played. 
Last year was a little bit different, but that was with Jacoby Brissett. But even then, he still was able to get six for 74 and a touchdown. Not sure what happened in this game. I think by by late November, the Colts were kind of checked out last year. Uh, but he's had massive games with Andrew Luck, multiple 100-yard games, a couple touchdowns in here. So I do think T.Y. Hilton's got the highest ceiling. Uh, so I'm going to go with him. I feel really safe with T.Y. Hilton right now. Um, what's going on, MHP? Thanks for hanging out. Any thoughts about tomorrow's game? Do you think the Chargers can win? Um, yeah, so we covered the the Chargers-Raiders game at the beginning of the show. I'll go back to the top here, and I'll quickly discuss what I saw. Um, so they did rule out Henry Ruggs. Ruggs is on the COVID list. So just looking at the Raiders side specifically, uh, I like Nelson Aguilar as a wide receiver three. Darren Waller, tight end one for sure. Josh Jacobs is in our lineups. And then Derek Carr is a super flex play. Uh, but we were also looking here at the Raiders-Chargers game back from week nine. And the Raiders were able to win this one. 31 to 26. Justin Herbert had himself a pretty good game, but Austin Eckler didn't play in this one. And uh, I did notice both teams lost a fumble in this one. So this one's, I mean, it could go 50 50. It could go either way. I'm expecting some really good things from Justin Herbert, assuming Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams are all in the lineup. The really big interesting piece here that I found while looking into this game here, let's pull it up here. The Las Vegas Raiders have ruled out four key players on the defensive side of the ball here. So Jonathan Abram, starting safety. Damon Arnett, I think he's their cornerback too. He's out. And then their second best pass rusher, Clellan Farrell, is going to be out. And then a starting linebacker is out. So four starters on the Raiders defense. And they've already been, you know, pretty, uh, they've been pretty frustrating lately to watch as a whole here. So let me just kind of pull up uh, what the Raiders have been doing on defense here. Cause it hasn't been pretty. If you're, if you're a Raider fan, you see they allowed 44 points last week. They let the Jets put up 28. The Falcons put up 43. And the Chiefs put up 35. So four games here of, of some massive output allowed by their defense here. So I, I, I'm really feeling the Chargers, I think, in this one. And I haven't looked at it, but I think when I looked at it earlier in the week, the I think the Raiders were favored by like two and a half, three and a half points here. So if you're a betting person, I think I might be uh, into Justin Herbert and the Chargers in this one. Uh, because like I said, the Raiders defense is already very suspect and you're going to take away four really good starting players. It's even more suspect now. Um, so if Eckler, Allen, Mike Williams are in, I think the Chargers offense could be really fun. And um, yeah, if you like the Eckler and the Allen props, I haven't looked at that yet. Um, we can probably, here, let me actually, let me see if, uh, I, I'm assuming you're in, in one of the, oh, I have to log in and get a passcode. That sucks. Um, here, let me see what I can do here real quick. Assuming I can grab my phone. We'll look, we'll look at those props real quick. If you guys are interested in, in looking a little bit more closely into that game. Uh, but we got a couple other questions here. Austin Eckler, David Montgomery, give me Austin Eckler. Uh, I think Eckler's in a pretty good spot there against the Raiders defense. Montgomery has been really hot for us lately, but he's going up against the Vikings. Um, a little bit more stingier on the defense. I'm going to roll with the matchup here. Give me Eckler against the Raiders. Uh, especially Aiden, if that's PPR, like, whew, give me Austin Eckler. The dude's been catching like eight or nine balls per game lately. Um, so Sport Dog saying, I think Dobbins will be a strong start next week against Jacksonville. Has no QB. Has New Orleans QB used his TD as much since he took over for Breeze? Okay, that's a good question. Let's, let's look at that real quick. Um, I, before we get to Sport Dog question, though, I did want to kind of just pull up. Let me just see what the lines are at. Uh, for this game tomorrow night. 
Um, so I'm not in a legal DraftKings state, so I do end up using a different sports book here. But the Raiders are picked to three by to win by three here. That's kind of interesting. We just kind of quick look in the props here. Josh Jacobs minus 162 to score. Really good odds there. Waller 115. If I had to bet on one guy, I think Nelson Aguilar or Keenan Allen. These guys are both plus 100 odds here. I like both those guys to score tomorrow. Quickly looking at the passing yards. Uh, Herbert over seems like a pretty good bet. Chargers are... Uh, the Raiders defense is missing several players here, so I like to Herbert over. Uh, rushing yards real quick. I'm not a big rushing yards better. Uh, I'm kind of disappointed in DraftKings because they took off the combined rushing and receiving yards, which I was a big fan of. Uh, I felt pretty confident in those bets here, so I don't feel great about it. If I had to pick one, give me Josh Jacobs over 65 and a half. And then for receiving overs, let's see here. Keenan Allen, 72 and a half. People are kind of leading into this at minus 118. Uh, Aguilar, we've mentioned him, 53 and a half. Mike Williams isn't on the list just yet. Uh, but then you got Darren Waller. That one seems a little bit rich for me. Hasn't really been over 60 yards very often, just that one 200-yard game, of course. Uh, but maybe Austin Eckler here. You didn't say you like the Eckler over. And I think you also said you like the um, you like the Ecklers and Allen props. Yeah, those are all pretty good here. And then for receptions real quick, Eckler. Eckler had five and a half to get six catches. That seems pretty likely there too. Um, so yeah, like, like I said, man, the Chargers, the Chargers offense is looking kind of fun uh, because the Raiders are pretty much dinged up on defense here. So I did want to get to sport dog question real quick. Uh, has New Orleans QB used his tight ends much since he took over for Breeze? So let's just kind of quickly take a look at, hmm, maybe we'll go to, yeah, let's go to, We'll quick take a look here at this um, opportunity report. So this is going to be from last week. Let's just see what New Orleans put down. Now, this was a – the reason I chose week 14 was because this is going to be – I mean, they played the Atlanta Falcons, and, the, like, we can't even look at the Denver Bronco game. Like, that's going to give us no real good data. Uh, but the Saints game last week against the Eagles, this was a really competitive game. It was a game they were losing. You think about the Chiefs-Saints game, they're probably going to be losing in this one and having to fight back. So you see Taysom Hill go 28 of 38 here. Looking at the tight ends, four targets for Cook, one for Hill, one for Troutman. So a total of six targets. But look, he I mean, he hit them five out of six times. Cook, three for 37 with the touchdown. So I do like Jared Cook there. Uh, while we're looking at it, let's just see what Jared Cook's been doing lately. We'll pull up his FF Today game logs real quick. So again, that we're going to throw that Denver Broncos game completely out of our, our, our minds here. Again, they threw the ball maybe to like 15 times. So that one doesn't concern me. But these last two games, he's been coming on. Uh, and then the, the, the reason I'm interested in Cook is because when Taysom took over against Atlanta, that game was a blowout. Didn't really need to throw the ball. Denver, that game was a blowout. But with Atlanta, the second time around, they're a little bit stingier. So you see more passing attempts from Taysom Hill. Uh, five targets, four targets. I think you're looking for something pretty similar here. The yardage output's not going to be very great, but man, he's on a touchdown streak. He did go on a three touchdown streak earlier in the year. So I think when it gets to, you know close to the red zone, there could be a good opportunity for Jerry Cook this week. Uh, Aiden's asking Aaron Jones or Jeff Wilson. Um, I'm not sure if it's going to be half PPR, or full PPR. I would tend to lean with Aaron Jones in this one. I feel, uh, man. You don't want to miss one of those Aaron Jones boom games. And it is against Carolina. It's at home. Aaron Jones has probably had some of his best games at home this year. Two of his like two of his best games for sure have been at home this year. Let me actually pull that up just to show you. Um, but it's also 
I'm, I'm in love with Aaron Rodgers this week, but it's also going to be a cold night at Lambeau Field. Who knows how the passing conditions are going to be. Uh, but we did see Aaron Jones at home week two pop off against the Detroit Lions for 45.6 points. Uh, another really good home game against Atlanta, uh, 22.1. Uh, another uh, decent, I mean, a floor game for Aaron Jones is going to be, you know, 10 to 12 points at the low end. Uh, but man, against Philadelphia, touchdown here, 23.8 points. So three of his best games, his three best games this year have all been at home. I'm going to continue to roll with Aaron Jones in there. I do like Jeff Wilson, but um, just I'm a start my studs kind of guy. So that's that's the decision I'm going to go with. Um, so Harris is asking, pick the best for flex. Half PPR, all of the guys are $19. So we're looking at DFS lineups here. So Eric Ebron, Amare Cooper, Marvin Jones Jr., David Johnson, Brandon Cooks, T.Y. Hilton, or Robbie Anderson. I think I'm going to go with T.Y. Hilton in this one. He's been hot. T.Y. Hilton's been playing some good football. We did pull up the stat muse not too long ago. I mean, he destroyed Houston just two weeks ago. And Phillip Rivers, I mean, Phillip Rivers is playing some really consistent football right now. You see, again, four touchdowns the last three games for T.Y. Hilton. Five, 11, seven targets. This Houston game was a slop game, his first 100-yard game of the year. So I'm going to continue to lean into this T.Y. Hilton hot streak. That one feels pretty good. It's also the best matchup, too, if I'm if I'm being I'm, – Eric Ebron's interesting, but I don't really think I like having the two tight end lineups for DFS. So T.Y. Hilton, I think that's going to be the hot play there. Uh, Aiden's asking, Ty- Tyreek Hill, T.Y. Hilton, or Marvin Jones? I ain't benching Tyreek Hill. No way. No way, we're not benching Tyreek Hill. You don't want to miss one of those monster games. So uh, I did mention I like T.Y. Hilton a lot. Marvin Jones with Chase Daniel, that kind of makes me nervous there. So uh, I'm a fan of Ty- uh, T.Y. Hilton, but man, Tyreek Hill, we can't bench. Whew, I can't bench Tyreek Hill attached to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I just want to pull up here. Tyreek Hill is the number one receiver in fantasy football. So uh, to me, that one, I, I, I like T.Y. Hilton, but I just I can't do it. If it's, if it's Hill, Adams, Metcalf. You know, those guys, those guys have earned our, our, a spot in our roster. Um, so which kicker, Dan Carlson, Jason Sanders, or uh, Dustin Hopkins? I'll tell you right now, it's definitely not going to be Jason Sanders. Uh, I don't trust the Miami Dolphins uh, going up against the New England Patriots. That game feels like really gross for fantasy football, and I don't really expect a lot of good things to happen on offense for Tua. So Jason Sanders is the one guy I don't like for sure. But I'm interested in Dan Carlson because we've been kind of talking about how this Raiders-Chargers game could be pretty fast-paced. Uh, I also noticed, too, that Dan Carlson, one of the top five kickers here, he ranks fourth. Uh, a lot of opportunities here as far as extra points. He's 38 of 39, and he's only missed two field goals all year. So he's one of the best in terms of percentages, and he gets a, a lot of opportunities to tack on extra points, too. So he's averaging about 8.9 field goal points per game here. So I do like that. And then in terms of Dustin Hopkins, going up against um, going up against Seattle, uh, I'm interested in it. But I think for now I'm going to lean with the math here and say uh, Dan Carlson, Dan the man Carlson for me. Uh, Aiden's asking, pick two, Aaron Jones, Chubb, Akers, Dobbins. Whew. Man, dang, these guys are all sweet matchups this week. These guys are all sweet matchups. Well, Nick Chubb sticks out as the one guy, you know, that you got to get in for sure. He's – He's running really good football. That game Sunday night against the Giants, that game's going to be a heavy run game, I think. So Nick Chubb is the guy for sure. I have a hard time benching Aaron Jones. I know Cam Akers is hot. J.K. Dobbins is scoring touchdowns. For me, it's going to be Nick Chubb. I think I got to go with Aaron Jones. Um, just track record. 
His floor games are really nice. And Cam Akers, we're excited. He's against the Jets. So I, if you if you want to go Cam Akers over Aaron Jones, I think that would be the, the, the pivot there. But for me, I'm going Chubb and Aaron Jones. I'm going with the guys that got me there even though the rookie running backs are getting hot. But, man, Packers offense and the, the Baker Mayfield Browns offense right now are two really fun offenses for fantasy football. Um, so another pick two, Calvin Ridley, Brandon Ayuk, T.Y. Hilton, Deontay Johnson, Marvin Jones, Jarvis Landry. Uh, I'm going to go with, man, Brandon Ayuk, guys. Brandon Ayuk has uh, put together himself a pretty good rookie season so far. Let me just pull up what Brandon Ayuk's going to do. And the fact that Debo Samuel, they, they, they pretty much already said Debo's not playing. So just looking at what Brandon Ayuk's been doing, I mean, just look at these targets, 11, 14, 9, 16. And these are all from our guy Nick Mullins here. So that's really sweet. I think I think Brandon Ayuk and probably Calvin Ridley are going to be my top two options here. I do like T.Y. Hilton. So if you wanted to get T.Y. Hilton into here, um, I suppose you could do TY over Brandon Ayuk, but for me, the math is telling me Brandon Ayuk's looking at another 12, 13, 14 targets in this one. So I think Calvin Ridley, Brandon Ayuk would be the, the two guys I pick out there. And then I, I'm not super excited about Deontay Johnson. He's been, you know, the case of the drops, he's been, you know, losing snaps to James Washington and Chase Claypool. So he's out. Marvin Jones with Chase Daniel, no thank you. Jarvis Landry's nice. Uh, I would put Jarvis Landry really close to T.Y. Hilton, but I think I would go tilt. If I'm going to rank him, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Ridley, Ayuk, Hilton, Landry. I hope that helps. Um, so Harris is asking half point PPR. Pick one: Miles Sanders, Mike Davis, Ronald. I think Ronald Jones is going to be out. Ronald Jones went on the COVID list today, and he also had the two pins put into his pinky finger. So we're going to just kind of pencil through Ronald Jones. Um, I'm not trusting Wayne Gallman. I can't trust. It's week 15. I, I, I'm to the point now where I'm crossing certain teams off my, my start list. I, I don't really want to play Wayne Gallman. So Ronald Jones, Wayne Gallman, I think Raheem Mostert, man, we, we just traded for him, but we have to watch his practice reports. I don't know if he's going to play this week, uh, but for now, Miles Sanders, Mike Davis. I like Melvin Gordon, but I don't really care for the Broncos offense. Whereas at the moment right now, the way the Eagles offense look with Jalen Hurts, typically a running quarterback, a lot like Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, uh, there's a huge trend and there's a lot of you know um, data to back this up. But when you put a running quarterback into a system, generally the running backs also see a boost of opportunity and effectiveness. So I think Mike Davis, Miles Sanders, uh, those, are, those would be the two options for me. And if I had to pick one, um, it's, it feels like Miles Sanders is the guy that you don't want to leave on your bench, especially if you left him on your bench last week, you know what I mean? Uh, but I'm not going to knock you if you want Mike Davis, good matchup against the Packers, but the Packers are probably going to win by, you know, multiple scores there. So I think Miles Sanders is the one that I'm going to choose. Uh, Aiden's asking pick two. Nicholas Chubb, David Montgomery, Melvin Gordon, Josh Jacobs. Give me Nick Chubb and Josh Jacobs. Uh, I feel pretty good both about those guys. David Montgomery, I got some questions. I know he's hot, uh, but the Vikings, Vikings Bears game that just feels like a like a lockdown. Uh, not a lot of high scoring game there. That could be kind of kind of a um, a low scoring game. And then Melvin Gordon, I, I, I'm trying to avoid uh, for the most part the the Denver Broncos. And hey, man, no problem. Uh, this is what we're this is what we do it for. Um, I think going forward, especially next year, if you guys are hanging out with me next year, Wednesday nights are going to be kind of 
uh, a routine night where I'm going to cover uh, – on Wednesday nights, I'll cover the Thursday night football game for like the first 15 or 20 minutes of the show, and then I'll just open it up to questions in the chat room. So Wednesday nights are a really good night to ask start-sit questions. And then I think if you guys are available on Saturday, I'm going to try to make sure I get uh, live every day, every Saturday. And that's just going to be strictly questions from the chat room. Like You guys can ask whatever you want. But I think in the future, Wednesdays and Saturdays, those would be the best nights to, to ask questions and we'll get our stuff figured out. Um, so pick three, Alan Robinson, Calvin Ridley, Bob Woods, Brandon Ayuk, Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton, Deontay Johnson. Whew, Aiden's got some good teams. Aiden's got some good teams. So Brandon Ayuk sticks out. Alan Robinson against the Vikings. Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods. Dang, this is tough. All right, so Deontay Johnson's last. Deontay Johnson's last. Brandon Ayuk, Keenan Allen. Man, we just we talked all night about the Raiders missing several key defenders. Keenan Allen sticks out. If everything is good with Keenan Allen tomorrow, I think we're going to want to get Keenan Allen in the lineup. Again, just kind of looking, especially at this point of the year, I'm I'm really, you know, I, I want to lean into who got me here. And if as long as they're healthy and they have good matchups, so Keenan Allen, he's a top five receiver. Um, we're going to lean into Keenan Allen. Calvin Ridley especially if Julio Jones don't play. I think those are the two that stick out the most to me. And then it's going to be between Allen Robinson, Bob Woods, Brandon Ayuk. Um, if you don't want to trust a rookie, I get it. Uh, I do think Allen Robinson also sitting up here too. If you want to just solely, you know, lean on who got you here, I totally don't mind picking those three guys, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, and, and Calvin Ridley. I know you got some really juicy guys there with Bob Woods, Ayuk, even T.Y. Hilton. Like, man, you got six legit uh, you, you probably got six receivers that are top 15, 20 receivers this weekend. So um, I wouldn't sweat it too much. I think you got a really good spot here. When I have a, a group of receivers that are looking that good, a lot of times I know I'm going to probably miss on one or two of them being in my lineup, but you also have to think like, hey, these guys aren't scoring for somebody else. So I think, it, I think it's okay if you do miss on one of them, but I'm going to go with the guys that got me here, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, and Calvin Ridley. I think those make them sense to me. Uh, Harris is asking, half-point PPR, J.K. Dobbins or Mike Davis? Um, I'm going to lean into that J.K. Dobbins matchup, I think. Uh, the Packers do give up a lot of points to the running back, but I think we've also kind of pulled up here. The Jaguars actually allow more, so... Um, I, I think I'm going to lean into the Jacksonville Jaguars and hopefully J.K. Dobbins has his uh, I've arrived, you know, kind of game there. So J.K. Dobbins over Davis for me. Um, yeah. Thanks for hanging out, man. We'll uh, we'll talk to you guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow, man. Yeah, it's it's a big week. We got to get we got to get to the championship week 16. So uh, we're going on about 54 minutes. If anyone had any more questions, I can answer maybe one or two more. Otherwise, I think I'm going to probably sign off pretty quick here. Uh, again, fantasy basketball, if you're interested, let me know. I just need your email so I can send you the invite. But if you want to email me, thefellowkgb at gmail.com, or uh, you can message me on Twitter. Uh, that's another easy way to do it. But I just need I need your email address so I can send you the invite. We're going to be drafting Monday night, 730. Uh, that's Central Time too. So if you have questions, hit me up, email me. But for now, I think that's going to do it for tonight's show. I want to thank everyone in the chat room for your time. Thanks for hanging out with me and, 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 and interacting in the chat room. Uh, I want to I want to have a good uh, Thursday night show. So we'll see you guys tomorrow night, six o'clock. Thank you very much. Peace.